the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. The Monday, uh, Monday, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope that uh, you, uh, if your church is having a Monday, uh, Thursday service, you get out there and be part of that this evening. Yep. Looking forward to it. This is truly the beginning, I would say, of the Easter. Mm-hmm. The Holy Week celebration. Yep. I was going to say celebration, but it's celebration on Sunday. I would it say is. commemoration up to that point. Would yeah. that be an appropriate word? I guess so. Sure, yeah. It's the holiest of holies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Thursday. This is your favorite service of the year. Am I right about that? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Friday as well. Fabulous day. So thanks for everybody for being here for these next couple of hours. We're going to kind of run the gamut for these two hours. And uh, tomorrow we'll do a, a, a different show as well. Yeah. So uh, Good Friday special tomorrow mm-hmm. on the ride home. Uh, we look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday is the... Uh, Blowout celebration. Fabulous. Hmm. He is risen I can't indeed. wait. For what are you looking, Sunday morning. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about Easter? Uh, I'm looking forward to the service. Okay. I'm looking yeah. forward to being with everybody yep. at church, right? A ton of people there. Yeah. Yep. People Big that celebration. you've not seen for a while. People that you're, you know, your brothers and sisters you're with every week. It's just a, it's just a blast. It is. Isn't it? It's the best. It is. It is the best to me. It is the like the highlight service of the entire year. I think so year. too. I mean, it, I know it's kind I, of sacrilegious. I get so excited about it. I love Christmas. Oh yeah, I, I, Easter is so much better. I believe so. I mean, I love Christmas too, but yeah. I mean, Easter's just so wonderful. Yep, fabulous. Yeah. Anyway, um, good day, isn't it? Not? Yeah. You know what I did today? Tell me. Uh, so you're I shopping. Got, got my kielbasa for Easter. Hey, there you go. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to the Polish market down on Penn Avenue in the Strip. And how were they? They were, first of all, they're delightful there. Um, if you haven't been to the Polish market, then you should definitely go. Mm-hmm. Um, there were options. Oh. I think they have six kinds. And I have my favorite, which is Black Forest, mm-hmm. which is kind of a um, a reddish color because there's uh, duck's blood in the casing. Yeah. That's my favorite. But today I had a sample of something. Um, Polish homestyle. Homestyle Polish. Polish homestyle. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I've never had that before. And I liked it so much that I got some of that too. Really? Mm-hmm. How much did you buy? Um, four pounds. Four pounds of kielbasa on the menu for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you grill it? It's delicious grilled. Mm-hmm. But I don't have my grill out yet. Okay. So, so I'll broil it. Broil it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do you cut it up in what? Do people just take a hunk? No, I cut it up. I cut it like slice it, slice it uh, on the yeah. diagonal. Yeah. And then I serve it with applesauce, homemade applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. That sounds good to me. Isn't yeah, that yeah. good? Yes. God bless the Poles. And if you're having uh, you know, the traditional thing, you'd have the ham too. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing yeah, that okay. this year. But pierogies. Yes. No, no pierogies. No. No, sh- shrimp scampi this year. Oh, scampi. Uh-huh. That's decidedly on Easter, the shrimp Very scampi. much mm-hmm. non-traditional, but 
the four of us got together and we just admitted out loud to one another that we just don't really like ham. Okay, all right. So we're just not doing There goes the tradition. Uh So the scampi's the new tradition. Scampi's the new tradition. Excellent. Very, Mm -hmm. very good. Very nice. All right. Well, we've got a big uh, show for you. It's jam-packed. Yeah. So uh, let's get underway. In our second hour, Mm -hmm. as we look ahead, uh, we'll be doing some Maundy Thursday commemoration. Yes. Some readings. Um, I hope you join us for that. Also, our friend Tom Soroka later uh, in the show today. Mm -hmm. Talk about the Eastern uh, and Russian Orthodox greek orthodox perspective on i think their easter is a week from sunday yeah i believe so okay yes oh lexi's saying yes lex you know are you greek orthodox my mom's greek orthodox i didn't know that teen yeah Uh (laughs) all right i didn't know teen was greek orthodox Mm -hmm. lexi gets all our bases covered very nice also uh coming up in this hour we have um our good friend cy gart and bill glaze yeah very good yeah all right, we'll take a quick. Uh, we're not going to no, take no, a quick break. Take no, a quick we're break doing yet, the newsies things. Sake. All right. So, heck, the news continues without further ado. Kath, give us the top four at four. All right, for Thursday, April 6th, 2023, mm-hmm. number one, the U.S., Britain, Albania, and Malta walked out on Russia's envoy for children's rights, whom the International Criminal Court wants to arrest on war crimes charges. Mm-hmm. As she was speaking by video today to U.N. Security Council members, Britain and the U.S. blocked the informal meeting on Ukraine convened by Russia to focus on. Are you ready for this? Evacuating children from conflict zones. Can you stand it? Can you Meanwhile, you've been bombing it? your neighbor for the I mean, unbelievable. U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield, told reporters that the U.S. joined Britain in blocking the webcast so that the, what's her name here? Her name is Maria Lavova-Belova. She's the Russian commissioner. Did not have, quote, an international podium to spread disinformation and try to defend her horrible actions that are taking place in Ukraine. Amen. I mean, the not, it's just... It's, it's, I don't, uh, do, we, do we even need to talk about the fact not. that that's like just an Crazy absolute town. abomination? Anyway, you can read more about that on Reuters. Number two, Duquesne Light plans to install electric vehicle charging stations at two lots owned by the city of Pittsburgh. Really? Charging stations for, that's uh, only four. There's a long gap between where we are now mm. and where we're going. We're supposed mm. to be in 10 years when the... Right. You know, like the whole GM fleet is going to be electric vehicles. How does that work? When you, like, go to a public charging station, do you, like, use your credit card? Well, I don't know. Who's paying for that? I think you'd have to pay, right? It's like like you'd have to pay for gas. gas. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I wonder how that works. Charging stations for four electric cars will be placed at a city-owned lot at 6112 Kirkwood Street, which the parking authority leases from the city. The D.C. fast chargers will allow people to charge their vehicles in 20 minutes, says Dan Alvarado. Vehicles will be allowed to park at the chargers for up to two hours. There likely will be an extra fee for charging. He says the details have not yet been finalized. The new electric charging stations will add to the 35 the authority already has throughout the city. Really? And number three, I've got a weird animal story for you. Oh, I like it. A pilot in South Africa made a hasty emergency landing after discovering what? Hiding under a seat? Kangaroo. (laughs) I mean... First of all, that's a good answer. Go big or go home. Uh, You're wrong. (laughs) Highly venomous cobra. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Rudolph Erasmus had four passengers on board the light aircraft during Monday's flight when he, quote, felt something cold slide across his lower back. His lower back. Oh, my gosh. He glanced down to see the head of a fairly large Cape Cobra receding back under the seat. He said, quote, it was as if my brain didn't know what was going on. He told the uh, passengers there was a moment of stunned silence. Then he called air traffic control for permission to make an emergency landing. He still had to fly for 15 minutes and land the plane with the snake curled up around his feet. What? (laughs) He was uh, lauded uh, because uh, he stayed calm and landed the aircraft with this Cape Cobra, one of Africa's most dangerous cobra species because of the potency of their venom. Mm. With that crawled around curled around his feet now here's the thing the engineers went in to search the plane to get the cobra off yeah couldn't Couldn't find find it it. Mm. could not find it Mm -hmm. so this poor guy had to get back in the same plane and fly 90 minutes to get the plane back to where it was supposed to be with the possibility that the darn thing is still on board oh my gosh they never found the plane or they i mean they found the plane they never found the snake on the plane i mean that pilot's not sully sullenberger but he's pretty darn close he said it they they think it might have gotten off when the other passengers how could they not have noticed or it's hiding somewhere in the plane anyway no Mm, one knows where it is lost his luggage and number four to wrap it up another weird animal story A suspect in Michigan facing an assault charge after allegedly hitting a grocery market clerk over the head with what? A frozen fish. That is your top four at four. Mm. This is where you go to get stories like that. So uh, fish rage? Mm -hmm. What what was the story? He was charged with one count of aggravated assault, which is a one-year misdemeanor in Michigan. Mm. He used a a frozen four-pound Hilsa fish. To allegedly, yep, allegedly assault the clerk who worked behind the fish counter. Mm-hmm. Hill says a species of fish related to the herring that can grow to weigh more than six and a half pounds. Really? The national fish, John, of Bangladesh. Uh, no word on what started the fight. He was angry when he approached the fish counter. Um, the uh, guy who was working at the fish counter said that it was closed due to the Ramadan holiday, but the suspect became angry and argued with the clerk and then picked up the fish and... Beat him on the head. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Macomb County Prosecutor Peter Lucido said, I never thought I'd have to say this, but if you assault someone with a fish in our county, you will be prosecuted. <laughs> Commit the crime. Yep. What do you think do about two time. weird animal stories in the top four? I like four? it. I think it's I uh, apropos it for the day. Thank Very you. nice. Excellent. Okay, we'll take a, a quick break. When we do come back, Pastor Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Wonder, Church. I bet he's never hit anyone in his life with frozen fish. Well, who di- who has? Well. Right? I'll give you a tap on the knuckles with a fix- fish stick. 101.5 WORD. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On April 17th, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Learn more and sign up now at wordfm.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. 
An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Palm Sunday, just this last Sunday. The notion is, right, that, that Jesus rides into the the city. Triumphant. Triumphant. Yeah, right. Everyone's waving, right? Yeah. Here comes the king. The king is here. Uh, Pastor Bill Glaze is with us from Bethany Baptist Church. Bill's a, a regular guest on our show. And, Pastor, uh, you're saying, that, hold on now. You may think that's the case, but that's not really the, the true story. Right. And as we, uh, you know, look at uh, Palm Sunday, uh, I think that we, and, and I know that uh, some of the viewers might, or listeners, uh, might not agree with me, and, and you guys might not invite me back anymore. No, but uh, <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> but I, th- I think that we uh, get uh, Palm Sunday wrong. Uh, I think the crowd that day got it wrong, uh, because they were looking for a political king to come in mm-hmm. and rule. You know, so even as you, if, if if we go back and review some of the things that happened, you know, this was Passover week, and traditionally, you know, there were a lot of uh, people who came in uh, during that week claiming to be the Messiah. You know, Jesus wasn't the only one that claimed to be the Messiah, but you know, there was false messiahs rising all the time. And what better, what better time to rise than at you know Passover week? So you know, there, you know, there was a. Uh, a lot of false messiahs that came in, but you know, here's here's the thing that, again, that shows me that the crowd that day got it wrong. Uh, first of all, you know, they they said Hosanna, right? Hosanna in the highest, and the word Hosanna means deliver me, you know, save me. And so what they were crying out for political 
deliverance. You know, they, they were concerned about uh, a rebellion. Uh, and, you know, even if you go after Jesus rose from the dead, you know, the disciples still had it wrong. Because what did they say in Acts chapter 1? They, they said to Jesus, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So, you know, they were still looking for Jesus to come as this political ruler. And, you know, even as you think about the, uh, the palm branches, you know, this was a symbol. You know, uh, we have a, a period of time called the intertestamental period, and there was a group of uh, priests that rose up in rebellion called the Maccabees. And, uh, you know, as the Maccabees rose up, one of their symbols was palm branches. And, and so, you know, they used these palm branches as they uh, proclaimed their independence. So, you know, you know, to me, the crowd that day, you know, they were looking for a political ruler. So if they said Hosanna, you know, they were saying to, to the Messiah, you know, that they thought that Jesus would be, deliver us now, you know, deliver us from this uh, oppressive Roman system. You know, we're waving our palm, palm branches in, in independence. And, and, you know, when you, when, you, when you look at that, this same group, John and Kathy, this same group or, or some of the same group, three or four days later said crucifying. You know, so when, when they saw that he wasn't going to be that political uh, deliverer, when they see that he was delivered over to the, the chief priests and to Pilate, and, and they saw his power being stripped, you know, the, all of their allegiance uh, on, that, on that Palm Sunday was taken away. Hmm. And I think the, the other thing that's interesting is that Jesus rode into the city on the same day that they selected the lamb for the Passover. And so what I believe Jesus was saying to, to, to everyone, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not coming to be coronated as a king. I'm coming as the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And even he told his disciples, he said that we're going up to Jerusalem. Now, remember, he told the disciples to go get a donkey so that he could ride in on. Yeah. But before that, he told the disciples, I'm going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed and condemned to death. He will be scourged, and he will be, and I will be crucified. So, does this sound like Jesus, you know, uh, positioned himself, you know, to ride into the city to be coronated as a king, you know? And, and so, you know, that's. I, I mean, I, I think we get it wrong. Now, you know, I, I, I got into a little trouble at my church because some of the people, uh, you know, for years we passed out the palm branches. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, they came up to me and they said, Pastor, should we get the palm branch? I said, well, I have, if you guys want to go ahead and get the palm branches and hand them out, I said, I have no problem with that. I said, we just need to understand that, you know, this is not a, a symbol of the coronation of a king. I said, now, maybe, for, maybe what we can do is allow those palm branches to think about the fact that Jesus was coming to offer himself as the Lamb of God. You know, and even as we consider... You know, you know, what was going to take place, you know, in his life that week? You know, we see that, you know, they, they, they spit in his face, they slapped him, they beat him with a whip. You know, they took a, a whip with pieces of glass ingrained in it and, and literally ripped his back open until, you know, his bones and, and internal parts showed. They mocked him. They placed a crown of thorns on his head that, you know, and these were not little little rose bush thorns. These were, you know, big uh, gigantic thorns, and when they uh, shoved them over his head, you know, they actually ripped his skin from his skull and 
the blood came streaming down his face. They beat him on the head with a reed. They made him carry his cross. They nailed him to the cross. And, you know, they jabbed him in the uh, side with a spear. And, you know, blood and water came out. So, you know, again, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, I believe that when he rode into the city that day, he was coming to offer himself as the Lamb of God. And, uh, again, you know, the very interesting thing is that every year, you know, on the 10th of Nisan, they would select the Passover lamb. Uh, and, you know, that, that, that commemorates the Passover uh, when they put the blood on the doorposts uh, back in Egypt and the death angel passed over the firstborn and the Israelites' uh, firstborn was spared. And so when you, when you look at that, you know, that was, you know, they selected the lamb for the Passover. And Jesus, I mean, you know, to me, you know, you, you can't make this stuff up. Was it a coincidence? I mean, he could have rode into the uh, city on the on the, the 11th of Nisan, the 9th of Nisan, the 12th of Nisan, but he rides in on the same day that they selected the lamb. Hmm. So, again, you know, I, I think that, you know, again, you know, I know that this might be uh, foreign to some of the, 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 the listeners, but, you know, I, I think that he was coming to offer himself as the lamb of God. And if you really, you know, go back and look at it, you know, you know, people, you know, we don't see a, the first observance of uh, Palm Sunday in the city of Jerusalem until the fourth century. So that means for 400 years, you know, the church never celebrated uh, Palm Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you when you look at it, you know, it was a group of, I believe, priests that kind of walked through the city of Jerusalem and stopped at some of the key places that Jesus did. And they took palm branches and, and, and kind of, you know, acknowledged some of the, the key key stops along the way. But really, it was not until the 8th century, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, that the church officially began to celebrate Palm Sunday. So you're talking about 800 years after Christ lived and died that, you know, that the church officially recognized Palm Sunday. So, you know, again, uh, that, that's just my take on it. I think that, you know, I, I, I would rather look at Palm Sunday as the day when Jesus came to offer himself as the Lamb of God. Bill, I, I can't say I disagree with that. It's it's a good take. I mean, especially when oh, you consider where we are politically, uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's today or 2,000 plus years ago, people are hungry for an earthly savior, right? Mm. And we'll do right. anything to, you know, sort of crown who we think is the next uh, savior here in this country or in this world. Uh, and uh, the eternal perspective uh, always gets diminished. Right. You're exactly right. And, you know, I think that uh, back then, you know, again, you talked about, John, about the hunger. You know, look look how hungry the people were, you know, to be delivered from that Roman oppression. You know, just, you know, I mean, Rome had a very heavy hand upon, you know, the Jewish people of that time. That's good, Bill. Hmm. Very nice. Bill, talk to us about what's going on at your church. We got a very... Uh... Exciting invitation. Oh, in we're the coming mail to party, Bill. We both RSVP'd yes. All right. All right. Amen. Well, you know what? The Lord uh, blessed us to be able to complete uh, a new sanctuary. Uh, you know, we have been at this for, you know, quite some time now, and we finally worked through all the issues that we were having with getting permits and occupancy and all that. And so we actually uh, worshiped the last Sunday. Uh, we worshiped. Uh, the first time in our new building. Oh. And then we're having a ribbon cutting on the 29th of, of this month where we invite the community uh, to be a part of what God has blessed us with. 
And that's good news, isn't it? We're super excited about it, and we want to thank you for the invite. Yeah, Bill, and I bet you you especially were jumping up and down because dealing with the government and all the rules and regulations, holy smokes, that's a battle, isn't it? Oh, you're right about that. But, you know, God was faithful, and, you know, we saw him uh, take us through every obstacle that was thrown in our way. So, you know, we're just uh, praising him for his mighty works. Indeed. Hey, what's happening with uh, Bethany over the uh, the Easter celebration here? Uh, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. What's going on with you guys? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, you, you know, the most important thing about this coming Sunday, tell John us. and Kathy, hmm. the most important thing is my birthday. Hey, what? Hey. <laughs> When's your birthday, Bill? Happy birthday. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, yeah I'm, I, I was born. You know, my, my nickname is Bunny. Right. right. And, uh, you know, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, my grandfather named me Bunny. And I went back to 1955 when I was born. And I would uh, uh, April the 9th was actually the Saturday before Easter. So that's why he called me. Bunny. So this <laughs> this uh, this uh, this uh, Sunday, uh, this this time, my birthday actually falls on Easter. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's- Bill, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, yeah, we are having Easter uh, service and. Yeah, we look forward to a glorious celebration on uh, on Easter. Fabulous. Wow, that's yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you, Bill. Always a great mm-hmm. pleasure for you to be with us. Uh, the message was not out of the ordinary. I don't think you hacked anybody off. No, I think we'll invite oh. you back. Yep. And uh, All right, okay. We're looking forward to seeing you at the end of the month in person. All right, looking forward to it. Happy it's Easter. Bill Glaze, Bethany mm-hmm. Baptist Church. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Robot waiters, is that a thing in the future, maybe? Yeah, sure. Your local restaurant? This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to save listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. Today, the fastest growing religion is no religion at all. Do you think religion is good for the world? It only causes troubles and war. This is Kevin Sorbo. In the new movie, Irreligious Nation, my family and I travel to Israel to explore our faith and how lack of religion is affecting our culture and society worldwide. If God exists, is he even relevant today? Is God obsolete? Watch Irreligious Nation at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 
Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home too at one hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Partly cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies. We'll see a high tomorrow of 53. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 30. Saturday, mostly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Saturday of 57. Clear to partly cloudy Saturday night, low 32. Easter Sunday, plenty of sunshine. Best day of the weekend, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. So you go to your local favorite restaurant, and instead of seeing your local favorite waiter, who shows up? A robot. Now, apparently this is on the rise. There are apparently now some 10,000 robot waiters working around the world, with many more on the way. Now, Chili's, the chain, they tried out robot waiters in 2019 and 2020 and abruptly ended the relationship. They said they, they were too slow, they uh, were chaotic, and they interfered with their regular weight and kitchen staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, industry insiders, like you know, um, the Hilton, uh, Hilton people, mm-hmm. they have a hospitality college, and they've introduced robot waiters within their flow of training. Uh, they said, even though it's odd, we believe that the kinks are being worked out, and soon and very soon, this will be the standard. Now, they're also saying, right now, a typical robot waiter can only take a limited menu order, right? So you're going to say, I, I want to make a change on the menu, or I want something uh, sort of out of the... You can say, give me the number one. But not... Now, would you recommend right. the, you know, ribeye... Or should I go with the you know sockeye salmon? Or hold this right. Uh, I, I don't want to. I want to replace this. So they're not sophisticated enough. But they're saying because of obviously the labor shortage, right? right that robots yeah. soon and very soon will take over right. as your favorite so, waiter. A that creeps me out. Mm. B it makes me think of the Jetsons. Rosie. Yeah. Mm, she's the maid. Yeah. Um, but three, I can see why it's happening. Yeah. Simply because it seems like this is a an occupation that fewer and fewer people want to do. Sure. Okay. So I took a friend of mine. I think I told you this a couple of weeks ago. First time for a, in a long time, we went into a where did we go? Oh, it was a Burger King. My friend said, I, 
I'd like to go and have a burger. So we went inside. There were like three people working there. I know it. So fast food would be easy to automate. Yeah, I think, easy. Yeah, right. Relative term. Here. Yeah, yeah. But much more so than you know your neighborhood place or a higher end place. You want to go out and spend a lot of money and have some robots? No, you? of course not. Okay, but does it? Is doesn't it make you feel weird when you walk into a fast food place now and there's like nobody in there? Nobody. It's kind of. I strange. mean, the only times I've done that is when I've been on the road, and each time I feel like. Is there, I'm looking around me like, is there something wrong? Well, you There's know, like nobody in here. We've been trained not to go inside. I mean, yeah, over COVID. During the pandemic. Everybody's in the drive-thru. I'm doing drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. And, you know, I know they're open now. You can go inside. But I'm just going to sit in my car and drive through. See, if I have an opportunity. You're going to go inside? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. So you're just going to you're going to sit in the parking lot and eat in your car? It's kind of funny. We, how isolationist is that? Well, we did this a few weeks ago, and I was laughing because I'm going. I've, how many times have I done this since you know March of 2020? Right? Yeah. I, it was a big outing to go and get you know some drive through the Chick Fil A. Like, whoa, we're going and going to get some food. And and you did it where? In the car. You know. Really. My kids were all home from college. We, we would sit there and laugh. Yeah. Well, I don't mind it. But now you're still doing that? Yeah. I mean, if, I, I rarely go out and get fast food. <laughs> that might be a sign of emotional unhealth. <laughs> I don't think it is. Okay. I think it's just a matter of ease. All right. That's all I'm saying. Great. Okay? Who's next here? Glad to hear it. Uh, coming up next, our good friend Cy Gart will be mm. with us. Cy's a biochemist. He joined us, joins us on a monthly basis on The Ride Home. And today we're going to talk from a scientist's point of view on the miraculous nature of the resurrection. Very nice. WORD. Based on the book by Colin Smith, Heaven, How I Got Here is the story of the thief on the cross. This is it. This is the day I die. Told in his own words, the thief looks back from heaven on the day that changed his eternity. Jesus, I said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Don't miss Heaven, How I Got Here. Prepare for Easter weekend with Bible teacher Colin Smith tomorrow at 2 on 101.5 Word FM. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialist in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. If you've heard any of our radio commercials here on Word FM, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read this week that over one-third of U.S. adults now owe more in credit card debt than they have saved. Add in the fact that milk and gas and kids' clothes and everything is out of control. And I think it's fair to say it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, I do believe a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher. We've helped hundreds of listeners do this, using a cash out to rid of the credit card debt and then saving some extra aside for the road ahead. And it's undoubtedly a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. 
Native Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Okay, so the miracle of Jesus and the resurrection, I mean... It would take us someone. Uh, can even a scientist make sense of that? I don't no, think it can. It's, 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 it's otherworldly. It's super Su- science. It's like beyond science. Super na- Right. Sidegarts with this size, a regular guest on our show. He's a biochemist. He's a he's taught at NYU, University of Pittsburgh, Rutgers. He's the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Sai, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Great to be back. What do you say to that question John asked? Can a scientist make sense of the resurrection? Well, I, I think your answer was great, Kathy. Uh, <laughs> Lucky guess. It, miracles are, are, are not part of the scientific uh, endeavor or process. Yeah. So um, what's interesting to me is whenever I hear a skeptic say something like, Arrest the resurrection is impossible because people, once they're dead, they're dead, they stay dead. And it's such a strange comment to make because it it's clearly wrong for two reasons. First of all, uh, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then you know that Jesus Christ was not a person. <laughs> so, uh, and you also know that you know, uh, miracles, by definition, are not things that can be explained or proven scientifically. So either way, uh, it makes no sense to say that. But it's still worth asking, I think, um, you know, how does science come into the idea of the resurrection of Jesus? Yeah. And, you know, it does come in because if you want to understand whether or not the resurrection happened, and, and as I said, you can't just say it's impossible because people don't come to life after dying. That just doesn't make any sense in this case. But if you want to look at whether it happened or not, uh, there's a tremendous amount of evidence that's been gathered in many ways and published in many books, uh, Lee Strobel, Gary Habermas, uh, Evan Minton, uh, a younger apologist who has has a great set set of uh, 10 uh, 
uh, entries about the evidence for the resurrection. And some of that evidence is scientific because it seems clear that the just from history that the apostles believed that they had seen Jesus Christ uh, alive after the resurrection. And the evidence for that is overwhelming. It, it's not just the Gospels, but it's also in several sources that were not Christian, uh, Tacitus and uh, a few others which escaped me, but uh, there have been several of those. And you also have to explain a number of things. Why were those people, why were the apostles and the disciples who saw the risen Jesus, or who claimed that they saw the risen Jesus, why were they willing to die for that belief? Why did the, the how did the uh, religion, the, the belief in Jesus as Messiah spread so quickly through the ancient world? Mm -hmm. uh, these were not people, I mean, I'm talking about before Paul. I mean, remember Paul wrote letters, but he wrote letters to churches. How did those churches develop if nobody outside of Jerusalem heard about this event? And if they heard about it, it meant that people believed it. So in science, what we do is if we have something that we don't understand, we look at it from all angles. We look at it not only from what could be the cause. We also look at it from the opposite. We want to see whether we can disprove it. So there are ways that you could think that you can disprove this evidence about Jesus. You could think, well, maybe he never really died on the cross. And that's where a lot of science comes in. Yeah. Uh, there's no question that he died on the cross. Nobody could survive resurrection. Nobody ever did. Uh, and there's no question that he, I mean, the Gospels themselves give evidence, which they didn't know at the time was evidence that he had died, but it is evidence that he had died, including when his side is pierced, water comes out. This is, this is a sign of death, which wasn't known at that time. Uh, and so it's clear that he died on the cross, so that doesn't explain how he appeared later. Uh, the then then there's lots of historical evidence including and textual evidence including the fact that the gospels talk about women being the the, the first witnesses to the uh empty tomb and to jesus having risen and that would not have been something that anyone would have made up because women were not allowed to be witnesses in those days by law they, they couldn't even testify in court so no one would have made up the story. If they had made up the story, they would have said that Peter or somebody, you know, or, or John or some of the male apostles had seen him. But instead, it was the women. So all of this evidence suggests that it really did happen. And there's really no good contrary hypothesis. I read one once that said, well, this is all made up by Peter who somehow was able to spread the idea around the world. Well, Peter couldn't write. He, he was an illiterate fisherman. How did he spread this idea? By word of mouth? That wouldn't work. I mean, there was so many things going on at the time in that region that every rumors were flying everywhere. There was zealots plotting rebellions and all kinds of things were happening historically. 
And, you know, if Peter had told a few people that Jesus appeared uh, alive uh, and it wasn't true, it would never, and no one else saw it, it, it never would have gone anywhere. Yeah. Now, Saab, what's interesting to me is, of course, you know, a couple of things. I mean, Jesus just didn't die. Jesus was, you know, brutalized to death, right? He was terrorized yes. to death. And so when right. he when he came back, I'm sure he didn't look like he was terrorized to death. I mean, his the rips in his flesh, even though Peter did see his hands and, you know, my Lord and my God, uh, all the other atrocities that were perpetrated on Jesus, it, it wasn't though he was walking around like that. But, no. uh, but for you especially, I think, you know, uh, some of our listeners may know this because you've been with us, you were an atheist. So at one right. point in your life, you would hear the story of the resurrection and probably you would scoff as well, Yeah. I did until I read the Gospels. <laughs> I mean, I scoffed at that idea for the same reason that all atheists do, or many atheists, I shouldn't say all, that many atheists do is just, just it's impossible. People don't rise from the dead. But I explain why that doesn't make sense. But when I read the Gospels, especially uh, Matthew and Mark, and then later the book of Acts, which talks about what happened after the, the resurrection, uh, it struck me right away that this did not sound like a made-up story, uh, not just because of the women, which I didn't know then, but just uh, there were so many things about the way it was presented that made me think that this has got, these, these people really believe this. Now, another hypothesis is that they were all subject to some mass hypnosis. And, you know, what does that mean? I mean, right, right, right. I, I can't even fathom what that means. So, it was actually reading reading the New Testament, the Gospels, and and the first the early letters of Paul, the Book of Acts, that made me that really helped bring me to faith in Jesus. Hmm. So, side that first Easter, when you had new faith in Jesus, what was that like for you personally? Oh, that's that's a hard question to answer because when I first began absolutely believing in Jesus, and I admitted to myself that I was a believer, uh, I was not public about it. I wasn't open about it. It was only in my own mind, I and I didn't celebrate any holidays for a couple, several years mm-hmm. until, you know, until I eventually did. But uh, yeah, that's some of that I discuss in my book, but uh, some of it I've never actually talked about. It was difficult. Dr. Seigart with us, biochemist, um, author of the book, The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Um, Sai, in thinking about the resurrection um, from different points of view other than the the Christian belief, I was thinking about one of my religious studies professor, uh, one of my religious studies professors from the University of Pittsburgh, um, who... um, has achieved quite a level of prominence in the field. Um, Paula Fredrickson, she talked, she didn't confess um, Jesus is Lord, um, but looked at it, you know, kind of the quest for the historical Jesus perspective. And, you know, when we talked about the resurrection in class, I remember her saying something happened. Something (laughs) happened because there's no, um, there's no way that that, type that Christian belief could have spread at the rate that it did and to the different geographical areas it did, but she could not 
land on what happened. Right. But she, right. If she knew it wasn't that he was raised from the dead, but something had to have happened. <laughs> so I thought that well, was that, interesting. But, I, I thought that was pretty yeah. honest on her part that yeah. she was like that. That's how she that's looked in at the classroom. it. Yeah. yeah. It's not unusual, Kathy. There are many scholars who are not Christians who say the same thing. Mm. It's impossible. It's almost impossible for a real scholar to say nothing happened. It was all made up. That it just doesn't fit. I, and I and the majority of non-Christian scholars will say that something happened because of what you just said, because of the speed of the spread, and because of other sources and things. So something did happen. So then we have to ask, what happened? <laughs> if it wasn't the resurrection, what was it? Was it, okay, was it a, a mass hypnosis of some kind? Well, you need a lot of evidence to even think about that that was it. Was it, um, you know, a, a legend that was started by someone like Peter or or somebody, and somehow that spread quickly? Hard to believe. So if it wasn't Jesus rising from the dead after three days and showing himself to his apostles and his disciples and then to many, many others. Yes. What was it? And, you know, in science, and I'll just bring this back to science for a minute. If you don't have, if you have a hypothesis that you don't like and you reject it, you better have an alternative hypothesis ready. <laughs> and I don't know of another one that has any any more, you know, validity than the one that he actually rose. Very good. Well, Cy, thanks an awful lot. We'll leave it at that. And uh, always happy to have you with us. A very unique perspective that you bring to our show. Yeah, thanks so much. We want to say happy Easter, Cy. Happy Easter to all of you as well. And you as well. Cy Gart, the works of his hands, a scientist's journey from atheism to faith. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on the students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they loved them. Oh, they have 
have over 500 five-star reviews. The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. With Easter coming up, have you ever wondered what life would be like if Jesus had remained in the grave? The truth is, without the historical, physical resurrection of Jesus, we would be without hope for our own resurrection. That's the topic of a book titled, With a Mighty Triumph, available at Truth For Life today. Request your copy at truthforlife.org donate to help you prepare for Easter. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Are you watching anything? Uh, anything good? Yeah. What do you got? I'm watching something called The Night Agent. What's that? Which is on Amazon. And it's the story of a of a guy who's an uh, an FBI agent. Yeah. And um, I can hardly talk about it because I'm afraid I'm going to give elements of okay. the story away. The night agent. The night agent. How many episodes? How many seasons? I'm, I think it is only one season. I like that. I believe it's eight episodes. One season only. Yeah. Or one season to continue. I don't know the answer to that because I'm only. I think okay. I'm on episode five. What's it on? I'm sorry. Amazon. It's Amazon. Really? The night agent. I think it's on Amazon. Right, don't sell me anything more there. Okay. That's fine. That's all you all need right. to I, I, You know what? At the beginning, I thought it was a, I thought the writing was a little stilted, to be mm-hmm. honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, but the story has really gotten better. Okay. The story has really gotten better. So I'm looking at a, a, an article in uh, today's paper, the best television of 2023 oh, it's so far. Pardon me. That, what I was just talking about was Netflix. Night Agent. Okay. Uh, okay. So the best of 2023 so far. Yeah. Um, I've seen none of these. The Last of Us, HBO, nine episodes. I have that on my list to watch. Okay. Uh, Poker Face. Oh, that's Peacock. got a lot of publicity. That's mm-hmm. about that's the that's the thriller, the whodunit, starring the woman, right, that's with a, the crazy hair. Yeah, it's also from the producers of the uh, Knives Out fame. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. What Have else you seen here. that, Lex? Knives Out. Uh, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. I know. I no, I meant the, what, what's this show called? Um, the party. Oh no, um, Poker Face. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not seen that. All right. How about uh, the consultant? Prime video with eight episodes. The c- consultant. The consultant, a dark comedy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who's, okay. the, who's it was starring? Mm, they do not say a Pat LaFou... Pat, or no, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know anybody in this. <laughs> no. I like how he started to no. just pronounce the words, and then he was like, you know what, no. No, forget it. Uh, the Mandalorian. Oh, have you seen that, Lex? I'm currently watching it with oh. my boyfriend. And? It's really good. I think that most Star Wars uh, TV shows are cheesy, but this one is kind of cheesy in a way that I can stand it. Okay. Disney <laughs> why, Plus. Why can you stand it? Um, I think it's because Grogu's so cute. Like, little baby Yoda. Okay. I'm like, mm. the, the puppet for him is 
quite ridiculous in the show, but it's kind of cute because it's a baby. Okay. Uh, Secession. I'm not watching that. You know why? HBO season four. I hate everybody. Every single character. Well, you could say that about a lot of these streamings. I'm not not watching it if I hate everybody. I don't know. I'll have to be wowie Okay, Can I I give another one that I'm really, really, really liking? Sanditon. That's Sanderton. Yeah, Sanderton. Yeah. It's on Amazon. It's the unfinished novel of Jane Austen. Oh, oh. Yes, and this is the third season of them finishing it, uh, how they think it may have ended. Really? And it's a beautifully done production. And if it's, I mean, it's, it's Jane Austen. So it's clever. What's it on? Twitty, Amazon. Okay, all right. At its heart, it's out. a romance. I mean, it's, it's well, it, very well done. Is it super twisted because Masterpiece it's... Theater. Oh, oh. Anyway, that's our 4 o'clock hour. Stick around. We're going to talk about Judas in the Last Supper during the 5 o'clock hour. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Com. Check it out. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis visiting Michigan for a county GOP event. I have a message uh, of hope. Uh, I have a message of optimism based on what we've done in the free state of Florida. And I know there's not a lot of hope for the direction of our country. People feel pessimistic. And, of course, as was just outlined, uh, you've taken a lot of hits here in the state of Michigan. The visit will put the Republican governor's agenda in direct contrast with one of the Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Tennessee's GOP-dominated House preparing to vote on whether to expel three Democratic members for their role in the recent demonstration calling for gun control following the Nashville school shooting. Today's vote on whether to oust representatives Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson. On Wall Street, the Dow had six points, and the Nasdaq is up 93. This is SRN News. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory-smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84, Pennsylvania. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees, this fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. 
Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rama Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Partly cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies. We'll see a high tomorrow of 53. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 30. Saturday, mostly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Saturday of 57. Clear to partly cloudy Saturday night, low 32. Easter Sunday, plenty of sunshine. Best day of the weekend, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. The Monday Thursday edition. Monday Thursday. We're going to talk about um, Judas and the Last Supper. Also, we're going to do um, some scripture readings. Monday Thursday readings yep. to uh, commemorate the day mm-hmm. before the hour's out. Um Okay, so if you spend any time consuming media, online, radio, uh, print, uh, NPR, of course, has a very huge footprint in all this. Do they not? Yes. Now, this is weird because in some ways, this is kind of like, I don't know, this is sort of like a media war story. Twitter, there's a lot to be said about Twitter, has added a, quote, U.S. state-affiliated media, end quote, label on NPR's Twitter account. I bet they love that. A description that's usually reserved for accounts like Russia Today, which is funded and run by the Russian government. Uh, And also China's news agency, the official state news agency for the Chinese government. Now, can you imagine the Russian state news agency, the Chinese state news agency, and NPR? According to Twitter's Help Center, the label is for media outlets whose editorial content is controlled by the state through, quote, financial resources, direct or indirect political pressures, and or control over production and distribution. Well, I mean, that two out of those three apply, and maybe three out of those three apply, depending on your perspective. 
But yeah. for sure, it's funded by the, by the government. A portion of it Not is. Not completely, yep. but it is funded by the government. And the government does have some control over it over the production yep. and, and distribution of it. NPR was previously mentioned alongside the BBC in the UK. Yeah, is the BBC not mentioned yes, in that? Oh, it is. As an example of state-financed media organizations that do not that do have editorial independence. Okay. And therefore would not be defined as state affiliated oh. for the purposes of this policy. However, Twitter has since scrubbed the mention of NPR on that Help Center page. The mention of the BBC, which did not see the label added to its account, remains on the page. Mm. Uh, here's a, We were disturbed to see last night that Twitter has labeled NPR as a state-affiliated state media, a description that, per Twitter's own guidelines, does not apply to NPR, says NPR president and CEO John Lansing. And the statements uh, stared with uh, major news sources. NPR and our member stations are supported by millions of listeners who depend on us for the independent, fact-based journalism that we provide. NPR stands for freedom of speech and holding the powerful accountability. It is unacceptable for Twitter to label us this way. A vigorous, vibrant, free press is essential to the health of our democracy. I mean, okay, look, all, you can listen to NPR for 20 minutes and you go, what? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot to be said for this label. However, it is start. To, you, I think it's a little dangerous when you start labeling people. So do I. So do I. Okay, and especially from Elon Musk's right. perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, everybody who's a fan of NPR, who even if you're not a fan, you need to acknowledge the fact that they're supported by the government. They do excellent, and work. they're the, okay. Now wait a minute, but they're supported by the government, yeah. and are any other. Broadcasting network supported by the government. No, no. It's the only one. Yeah. Okay, so just keep that in How mind. How much, what percentage of it? They say you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10%, I believe. I think it's, I thought it was 16. What? Okay. I think right. it's 16. All right. Uh, but there is federal money there. There is federal money there. But they are decidedly far left-leaning. Uh, yes, I think they are. Now, Lexi listens to NPR. Lexi, you don't think that they're far left-leaning? I don't believe so, no. And then I also, I... I I kind of base what I listen to off of what we call the media bias chart um, that has deemed um, NPR, while it can be closer to the left side of both things, it's very close to the middle. Mm, I see. I would disagree with that. I don't think – I think I would disagree with it too. I think especially I notice that it's hostile to a religious perspective. Believers. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I just think they are. I mean, I've been listening to NPR for decades. Right. And you see, like, in all mainstream media, there's a decided, long, strong, leftward-leaning twist. That's all. Now, production value-wise? Excellent. Oh, my gosh. Of course, right. I mean, they do they do yeoman work. They and- do terrific They do terrific work if – and, again, it depends on who you are listening. Like, Lexi's looks, Lexi listens to it, and she's like, yeah, I think it, it's, it's down the middle. I feel like it's left. I feel like it's left. Um, but I also appreciate what they do. But I feel like that's – what Twitter's done is a li- – it's if you're not putting if you're not putting the BBC in that category, right. then I think you've gone a little bit too far. At the same time, when I'm in the car and I want to listen to news at the top of the hour, oftentimes I will listen to NPR news. Really? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to listen to you know local news outlets and national news outlets. You know that they're going to produce news outlet a news story at the top of the top of any hour. Yeah. You know, different strokes, right? I, I just think it's you should be aware. Of maybe this is just a generational thing between Lexi and, mm-hmm. and us. Mm-hmm. 
but but I do see them decidedly left. And I think that you should be aware of, mm-hmm. of the source sure. of the news you're listening to and maybe just decide for yourself. Although, can you can you decidedly say this is left-leaning or right-leaning? I think you can. I mean, New York Times, well, I wish left-leaning. You, I wish Washington Post, left-leaning. left-leaning. Wall Street Journal, right-leaning. right-leaning. Right? Yeah. Fox News, right-leaning. Right-leaning, right. And CNN, left-leaning. Yeah. I think that's true. But don't you wish it wasn't that way, that no. we wouldn't be able to tell? It'd be nice if you could pick up, pick one station or outlet and say, you know what, I'm really not sure which side they could Would that know. be the Associated Press? No. Left-leaning. Used and to mostly be, opinion yeah. journalism. Right. Right. My biggest problem, we've talked about in the air, I believe is also your biggest problem, though I hesitate to speak for you. Thank you. Which is that uh, reporting used to be reporting, and now reporting is opinion. Well, now, look, let's go back to the beginning of journalism. I mean, you, there oftentimes were labels, yellow journalism. Yeah, That's I'm, not an saying, old label. yeah I'm not saying it's new. William Randolph But, but I still think that there was a modicum of people in journalism up until 2016 who re- were trying to be moderate or were trying to be as unbiased as possible, or at least, as our friend David Aikman, who used to be the Jerusalem correspondent for Time magazine, said – it's not possible to be biased, but he said, but I believe it is possible to be fair. Well, let's pull out that phrase. Is there such a thing as fair and balanced? Well. I, I don't think there is. I really don't. I just think you go back to consider the source and how knowledgeable are you of that source and filter it through that. That's all. We need to take a step away, but when we step back, we're going to be uh, commemorating Monday Thursday with uh, some readings that hopefully will spur you on to a little contemplation on your ride home this afternoon. So stay with us. It is the Monday, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekend. And this weekend, we're playing your favorite Easter songs. Easter is heard here this weekend. Got an Easter request? Let us know. Call the Word FM request line at 877-349-1015. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or over weight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. 
Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-320-7171. Hi, Mom. I'm heading out with the kids for seasonal flu vaccines. But you're so healthy. That might not protect us. We know someone whose healthy nephew died last year from the flu. That's awful. I get my vaccine every year. It makes sense for all of you, too. Seasonal influenza is a serious and sometimes deadly disease. Health officials recommend vaccination for all children six months through 18 years. Get fluent. Learn the flu facts. Visit PreventChildhoodInfluenza.org. things about this day that all over the world Monday Thursday all over the world on Monday Thursday there are believers who gather together and they read passages of scripture we this is I would say the true beginning mm-hmm. for a lot of people when you say yeah I mean we think about Palm Sunday of course and Monday Tuesday Wednesday but this is really we're entering into the portal so mm-hmm. to speak right yeah so we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do some scripture readings, Kath and I, here for the next uh, for the next while. And uh, let's start off, Kath. We're going to read from what first? We're going to start with the um, story of the Passover because I think that's the most appropriate way to begin. Excellent. Okay. Monday, Thursday readings. Um, why don't you start? Okay. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt... Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the house where they eat the lambs. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. This is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. 
This is a day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. Exodus 12, 1 to 14. Now beginning the narrative of Holy Week, according to Matthew. This is the 26th chapter. When Jesus had finished, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Many of the Jews had seen what Jesus did and put their faith in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sandrahim. And one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together to make them one. So, from that day on, they plotted to take his life. The prophet Isaiah says, By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Isaiah 53, 7 through 9. Now there were some Greeks among them who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, This voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. 
He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. John 12, 20, 33. From the prophet Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told they will see, and what they have not heard they will understand. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. And so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body's clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet... He put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Not that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. Now that I have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. The prophet Isaiah again, chapter 53. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. So leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, 
It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. What you are about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. God looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Everyone is turned away. They've together become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Isaiah 53. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. John 13, 31. Ryan, I know that zit is the size of Rudolph's flashing nose. And Ryan, I know you've struck out the last 13 times at bat, but it can't last forever. I think we've all had moments where things aren't going great, but someone reminds us that better days are ahead. This is one of those moments. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and luckily, interest rates are not forever. I had a friend say to me the other day, Ryan, we've been dreaming about a new home, and home prices have finally slowed up a bit, but now, interest rates are up, and we don't know what to do. And the reality is, that zit won't last forever. We're seeing hundreds of listeners buy the dream home today, while they can, with the plan to refinance tomorrow when rates settle. And we'll help a bit as well. Word FM listeners get a $1,000 lender credit at closing. And our direct lender advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. Number 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. 
101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Partly cloudy and breezy tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 35. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies. We'll see a high tomorrow of 53. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 30. Saturday, mostly sunny skies. We'll reach a high Saturday of 57. Clear to partly cloudy Saturday night, low 32. Easter Sunday, plenty of sunshine. Best day of the weekend, high 62. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Of course, much has been written, as it well should, about Monday Thursday. There's a lot that's happening today. I mean, so many things are moving forward. There's an exclamation point here, right? In your Bible reading, this is, you're coming into the story. A couple of things of note here, of course. Uh, this is the day that Jesus says, this is my body, this is my blood. He gives us the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And really significant as well, what, what we just read, Kath, this, this section where Jesus takes off his outer robe, fills up a basin of water, wraps a towel around his waist, then he gets down on his knees and says, I'm going to wash your feet. And I'm, Peter's response, of course, is deeply appropriate. Right. What are you? You can't wash my feet. I mean, he refused. He flat out refused. First of all, you can't wash my feet, and you can't wash my feet. Yeah. And then Jesus' response. Look, if you don't let me do this, you don't get it. You have no part in what I'm doing if you don't. I mean, so Mondi Mondi is the word that refers to this rite of foot washing. Mm Mm-hmm. So when we think of Monday Thursday, often we think of communion as the first, as the, but really it's traditionally about foot washing. Yeah, clean your feet. How do you feel about that? Someone washing your feet? Uh-huh. Or you, have you washing? Ever, have you ever, have you ever experienced I that? Have. have. you? You, 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 so the attitude of humility I mean, it's one of the most intimate things. You're surrounded by people and... Where have you experienced that? At church. Okay. We did a foot washing service at church. <laughs> I mean, it's really humbling. It, it's so simple, but it's so intimate. It's so raw. You think about Jesus doing that, I. It's really uncomfortable to me. Well, it just, well, you, I mean, we've already talked about how I am with shoes. Like, I can't be walking around my house without shoes on. I can't be walking around anywhere without shoes on. My wife and I were driving the other day. I think we were in Oakland, and there were two young girls. It was like the first nice day. Two young girls walking down the street, and one of them was shoeless. On Forbes Avenue? Yeah. That's. 
first of all, that completely it's dangerous. freaks me out. Second of all, it's a bad idea. But I mean, I just can't. I, I so this story has always been hard for me to take in because for most I think people. I like that freaks me out a little. Uh, and especially like look, at, we're wearing you know shoes. We're clean preacher sneakers. People have these hundred dollars, five hundred dollars sneakers on their feet now, and. And in Jesus' time, they're walking around with a you know a pair of old sandals. Can you imagine how bad your feet were? They're filthy. They're probably all cut up and bruised. Right. Right. They're dirty as all get out. And there's Jesus. It's a common thing, right? You know, so reading about this, right? The, the common thing was you walked into someone's house and two things: your slave mm. or your wife was in charge of mm. washing the guest's feet. Interesting. That'll tell you right there. Yeah. And Jesus, he puts himself in the role of servant, slave, mm. subservant. Feet are stinky. They're bad. Right? I mean, you know, yeah. look at people's feet. Right. You get stuff growing on it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just how it is, right? right? Yeah. You ever see, like, I remember my gram. If you look at someone's, someone old their mm -hmm. feet my grandma had like corns <laughs> you know what i mean right calluses right right she, she used to like you know take her shoes and like you know cut a piece of it off to, so it had room for her corn right I, I mean this was like you know 50 years ago but feet are just disgusting so what so this story is even more incredible mm-hmm it's just, I, I can't get my head around it. And I feel, every time I, I read the portion where Peter says, you're not washing my feet, I think, <laughs> that is me. Of course, it's everybody. That is me, like you are, I'm sorry, like we can. For any I, number of reasons, that, because right. Peter's saying, you're my Lord. Right, exactly. Or there, or there are so many it's reasons too why. Weird, too awkward, too uh, unbelievable. Why would you do that? Right, and Jesus is saying, look, if I don't do this, you, you don't get it. You won't. You're not part of me. You're not. You you won't receive the gift if you don't realize that this is what I do for you. This nope. is yeah. what I do for you. And that, I mean, I love it so much because like, boom, it's like airtight. There's no response no. back. The, oh, because well, all of a sudden it becomes like about ego in some way. Or Peter's like, wait, I'm too I'm too good for it. Right. Or I'm right. No, not me. You, you can't do that. It becomes towards him, which is what we do. Right. All it's about the time. us. We refuse grace because we say, no, I don't really need it. I, I, I'll handle it on my own. Right. And Jesus is saying, you cannot handle this on your own. Mm -hmm. All your issues, you cannot handle them on your own. I surrender myself to care for you because I can. Mm -hmm. The Lord of the universe will take your stinky old dirty cut up beetle feet as a sign that I'll care for you. And then in a few minutes, oh, by the way, here's my blood and here's my body. Do this in remembrance of me. I mean, the, the whole day is just incredibly beautiful. Just fabulous. We'll take a, a quick break, regroup. Kath and I are reading scripture. We've got some more Poets, scripture and some yeah. poetry next. Stay with us. It's the Monday, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Lauren Daigle. Thank God I do. Thank God I do. 
Rest in the Father by Stephen Stanley. You can find rest in the Father. And you will be found by Natalie Grant and Corey Asbury. You will be found. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886. And tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Tom Soroka is back with us. He's a regular guest on our show over these many years. He's the pastor at St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. Father Tom, welcome back. How are you? Hi, guys. Blessed Holy Week to you. Blessed Holy Week to you, Tom. Uh, You're here today to talk to us about a very particular subject, which is, it it turns, fascinating and horrifying, which is Judas at the Last Supper. Yeah, I I thought it was appropriate since it's a Monday, Thursday for you. And this is a very difficult subject, yeah, because to talk about Judas, it's... I think that sometimes we're a little bit too flippant about it. We're a little bit too dismissive Mm -hmm. because we think, well, I would never have done what Judas did. But I wonder sometimes uh, when we look at the biblical narrative and we see very clearly that um, Judas betrayed Christ, I think, first of all, because of money. You know, he was beguiled by the 
the the 30 pieces of silver he would have some kind of of uh life because he saw uh christ's notoriety going down very quickly and that he was going to be crucified and he wanted to provide for himself run off with this money so he was um sort of thinking about himself in terms of finances but i think also it's kind of his self-will you know uh judas was concerned about his own will and his own uh desires and we think about what christ says in uh this discourse before uh before his passion where he says um if you love me keep my commandments right uh he speaks about love so much and to love god is to in a way imitate christ in the way in which he does everything to fulfill the will of god uh and here judas wasn't concerned about the will of god uh, even after being with the Savior for almost three years, he was concerned about himself. And I, I just think that on this particular day, it's a good day to be humbled by the betrayal that Judas uh, did to our Savior and to um, enliven our own faith so that we would never fall into uh, such despair. Mm-hmm. Tom, over the years, I have found it really uh, easy to distance myself from someone like Judas. I think, first of all, reading the story. Second of all, you know, Dante's Inferno, putting him in the, <laughs> in the hot center of it, yeah. of hell. Um, it, it's just easy to think that, well, you know, you put Judas there with Hitler and all the other wretched, you know, Pol Pot, the wretched people of society, and we're not that bad. But, you know, I think I've I've betrayed Jesus for money. Right. right. I have. Right. Yeah. You know, I like to think that I wouldn't have if he was walking next to me. But why would I think that? If any I, different. Right. Why would I think it's any different? So maybe there's just a there's a lot more commonality than I like to admit. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously I, I, I mentioned money because there is a great danger there. The Lord speaks about um, the, the, the dangers, right? It, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. But, you know, with God, all things are possible, kind of showing us the beguiling nature of money. And then the, the New Testament says uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. So there's just something there. And we see it played out all the time. And I think um, your your point is well taken, and and I would broaden it. And I'm what I'm really concerned about is the societal pressure for us to betray Christ. Uh, we are constantly hearing about the nuns, right? N o n e s, people that are leaving Christ, leaving r- religious faith in Christ, religious expressions in Christ, uh, and of course in other religions, and for what, right? For what? For um, societal aims, for, um, uh, you know, self-will, for for whatever it is to reject the God of the universe who becomes a man, dies and rises simply because he loves us so much. Why would we reject that? The only reason we would reject that is because we are self-willed. 
and so this um I, I I really do believe, you know, in our particular Orthodox tradition, it's very interesting. There is a name that is mentioned at every single divine liturgy we serve, and that is Judas. Crazy. <laughs> right before we take communion, uh, we say, uh, let me not give you a kiss as did Judas. Wow. But like the thief, I will confess you. Remember me, O Lord, in your kingdom. In other words, it's really easy to uh, fall into this trap where we are betraying Christ uh, by showing some kind of outward veneration or outward piety. It is interesting that um, there there are two actions in which Judas's betrayal is revealed. One is at this. Um, you know, the way John explains it, the Gospel of John, is that Christ says, the person that betrays me is going to dip his hand in the sop with me, right? Or whatever translation you want to use. And then John is very careful, because John doesn't really explicitly record, quote unquote, the Last Supper, like the synoptics did do. He does it very differently. We believe in uh, John chapter six, but in any event, you have this kind of almost anti-Eucharist, this anti-communion where it says Judas takes the, the bread and he eats it. And it says, and at that moment, John says, Satan entered him. And it, it kind of, um, to me, it, it is scary. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because um, John says at the moment that he takes this bread, Satan enters him. And then I'm thinking about St. Paul, where he writes in first Corinthians uh, chapter 12 uh, about how important the Eucharist is, how important communion is. And he says, you know, some of you have partaken of this unworthily because you're not discerning the body. Uh, you're not discerning the value of this. And he says, this is even why some of you are sick and have died. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up here, just as a, as a reflection, a good thing to reflection on Monday Thursday, is the communion, is the Lord's Supper, that <clears throat> there is something very unique about this. And I think we have to be careful not to trivialize it. Um, John, I love that you said this is one of your favorite services, you know, in this evening, uh, because this particular evening of remembering this institution of the, 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 the Last Supper, what we call in the Orthodox Church, the mystical supper, mm. because we are remembering, we are almost like reactualizing this um this death, burial, and resurrection, and participating in him. So either we can be Judas and eat bread where sort of it, it, it does something to us because we are not holy. We, we have uh, ill-gotten gains. We have wrong motives. And something will happen to us, St. Paul says. Yeah. But uh, this can also be bring us to uh, to a, a saving knowledge of Christ uh, uh, to everlasting life because uh, he says, take, eat, this is my body, drink of this, this is my blood. Yes. 
Tom Soroka is with us, Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Tom, in, in the brief amount of time we've got left, uh, people will say, well, um, G- Judas was just a necessary tool, right? If not Judas, then someone else would have stepped in, which makes you think about, you know, our own brokenness, our own sinfulness, our own complicity in crucifying Jesus in our own lives in many ways. Um, what do you say to that? And also, of course, to go one step further, uh, is Judas necessarily in hell? Well, I I don't know <laughs> the, the, the answer to the second question. Uh you know, I know that he did a terrible thing. He he took his own life. He caused the the death of Christ. He certainly delivered him over to them. But to the first question, you know, I, I would say I do not believe that God uh, simply treats us like his playthings or like uh, we are robots that somehow are simply chess pieces in a grander scheme. Everyone is responsible for their actions, whether of good or of evil. And this is why we have, you know, um, uh, for instance, Matthew 25, we have the the judgment, right? Uh, We have the sheep and the goats. So I think that Judas uh, is the one who makes his decision. I don't think he is simply a a tool. He is a willing participant uh, in the 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 evil that was perpetuated on Christ. Just like anyone can be a willing participant in evil, uh, we will answer for those things, and we have to stand before God. Just like we will be rewarded for the the good things that we do uh, by God's grace to be able to say, you know, uh, I was just a servant. I was just doing what my duty was. Mm. But we want to hear those words from the Lord. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So I I would not agree uh, gently, of course. I would not agree that uh, he was simply a tool. I would believe that he is the one who chose his way, just like uh, everybody does. I would say just like the Virgin Mary says, yes, uh, uh, to the Archangel Gabriel, this is important. Let it be done to me according to the word of the Lord. So we have to participate. We have to say yes. We have to uh, fulfill the will of God in all things and never, never, never betray him. Amen and amen. Very Tom, thank you so much. Very, very strong. We loved having you with us as always, especially in this Monday, Thursday edition. Thank you so much. Uh, a holy Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and of course, a rejoicing and happy Easter. Always a pleasure, Wish Tom. Wish you all a blessed, blessed Easter. Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Thank you so much. Inflation is pushing up the cost of just about everything. Food, gas, clothing. But life insurance, which thanks to inflation you need now more than ever, actually costs less today than it did a few years ago. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. Call SelectQuote now and we'll help you save more than 50% on term life insurance. 
In a hurry? Don't worry. With SelectQuote, you can get up to $2 million in instant, same-day coverage with no medical exam. That's right. Get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same-day coverage with no medical exam in under an hour. Call SelectQuote now at 1-800-507-2266. That's 1-800-507-2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com now and get up to $2 million in instant, same-day coverage with no medical exam. That's 1-800-507-2266. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hello, I'm Craig Yergo, and I'd like to invite you to come and experience Holy Week and Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Take a journey with us from reverence and reflection to joy and celebration through our Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter services and a specially curated art gallery depicting Jesus' journey to the cross. Feel the love he has for you. And come and remember what Jesus did for you this Easter at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Visit our website at ccgf.org. Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering 0% financing and no payments for six months. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by May 1st. That's 412-744-8390. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they love them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The energy swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new ping lineup is here. Stop by the pro shop and check out the all-new line of ping putters and get newly reduced deals on ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. It is our, our, our hope here that as this next three days, next four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and of course, Easter Sunday, that as these days unfold, that you would really immerse yourself. I mean, I, like all things, these days come upon us. Life happens so quickly upon us. But there is something about, you know, the more you've, of course, put into something, then the more, of course, necessarily you would hope that that would come back to you. So as Monday, Thursday is now upon us, and of course, there are many, many services. So many different churches are holding Monday, Thursday services, probably within, you know, now or within the next hour or so. And of course, tomorrow, Good Friday, to me, it is the... <laughs> It's the holiest of holy days in many ways, right? That we are in complicit. You just heard Father Tom talk. We are in many ways complicit about this. We would say, well, Judas, I I wouldn't do necessarily what Judas would do. How could I ever betray my Lord? Well, you know as well as I do. I do this. I'm, I'm sure you do as well. 
that we betray our Lord and Savior on a regular basis. It's just the nature of the weakness of our earthly flesh and the frailty of our minds that we do this regularly. And of course, on Saturday, you think about Christ descending into hell and then the glory and beauty of what Easter Sunday will be. So to to really marinate in this Monday, Thursday and the Good Friday and Holy Saturday and the beauty of Easter Sunday, I, I would implore you, please, to take this seriously and to do whether it is to be in community, which I hope that you're able to do. And, of course, in your own prayer time and study and the readings that you do for these next four days, that you would envelop yourself and marinate in the beauty and the tragedy and the glory of what is taking place in history and in our own hearts, in our own struggles. So, a happy Monday, Thursday to you, if there is such a thing, and a powerful and holy Good Friday and a beautiful Easter Sunday. The peace of Christ be with you and yours. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.